way to start this podcast. Hard Let's banger. get a little another gentle, little soft. <sighs> yeah. Hi. We're observing consciousness. We're back. This is our podcast with DJ and Dana. I'm dropping in right now as we speak, so just taking a moment with this beautiful bowl here just to drop in start to feel really authentic about this communication we're going to share today with our community hello everybody so for today's podcast of observing consciousness with dj and dana we wanted to focus on dj today um I wanted to ask him about how he first came to the idea of doing this podcast and creating this podcast to share his ideas and insights and channeled messages. Um, I personally wanted to interview him today for us all to start to get a sense um, of his flow with source consciousness as an honest and objective viewer of human relations and mental processes. Although he works best as a guide one-on-one, -on -one, we have found, I have found personally, um, we also realize that there are universal mental and emotional human processes that he can speak on and apply to anybody who's willing to look at themselves. So really all of our, we're saying, you know, thoughts and consciousness is quite universal in many ways. So, um, as this podcast progresses through episodes, uh, we hope to highlight his highly intuitive spiritual coaching skills in order to be of service to our community and anyone in need of a mental reset. So, this is my opening as to what I wished to do with DJ today. And before we dive into that, I also wanted to do a quick selenite clearing dj just burned some nice sage um, in order to create and clear this container and we're just going to do a little selenite also some selenite clearing for anyone who might be watching and connecting with us today from the highest source of divine love and light connecting with pure heart consciousness today and just using a little of this selenite wand to clear us all clear myself DJ, clear the space, clear anybody who's watching. Sending some protective Reiki. And thank you and welcome and thank you for being here with us and hopefully listening to us. All right, so, all right, DJ, hello. Hi. Hi, hi, my friend, here we are. All right. Okay, so I wanna to talk to you because I want to know and I want people to know why they need to be listening to you. And this is something I feel, I felt like not only did I need to hear what you have to say and still do need to hear what you have to say, I really wanted others to hear what you have to say. And you felt like you had a message. So, um, yeah. So yeah, well, I don't know. So to say that I need to be heard is interesting. It's a, I don't feel like I need to be heard. I I feel like I've, I've, uh, I've got a set of tools that I acquired through doing a lot of psychedelics um i've done ayahuasca 20 26 times so far um i've done mushrooms probably 75 or 100 times um and it's where i found my healing it's where i found my my sense of self so you know we talk about spirituality 
and the metaphysical side of things, mm-hmm. and then this the um, sp- the spiritual awakening. And my both of those things came to me through psychedelics. Um, they don't have to come that way. Like the, uh, the sense of self, the the spiritual awakening, that can be anything. That doesn't have to be through a psychedelic experience. That's just that's just understanding who you are and understanding that you that everybody learns something. Every everybody learns everything that they know from somebody else. And then we try to apply the things that we've learned from other people. We try to apply them to each other. And that's where a lot of things get a little bit shaky. And having an understanding that. That that spiritual awakening is just understanding that you learned from somebody and what you learned may not have been right. Or maybe you don't necessarily agree with it now, but you're operating on an autopilot. And that spiritual awakening is getting out of the autopilot and getting yourself back into a, <clears throat> a place of understanding who you are, who your true self is, who you want to be, and adjusting, you know, making adjustments and realizing that autopilot pulls people in and out of that. <clears throat> um, yes, yes. So that's part of like... Uh, that's part of where my awakening is today. A part of uh, when did you start to be consciously aware and observing yourself? My yeah, my first experience with consciousness itself mm-hmm. when I became when I actually realized that I mm-hmm. that I had sense of myself. I was like six or seven years old and I was playing outside, and I remember for whatever reason I looked up and I just I looked around and I was like and I I thought to myself why do I see things the way that I like from my perspective? How can I see them and I have thoughts about to myself? But like my parents don't know what I'm thinking and I don't know what my parents are thinking. And I was like, I was very confused. And then I just kind of sat there and I had no answer to it and I went and I moved on. But I, had, I remember having that sense of myself at that one, like, why do I see things from this perspective? And, you know, my entire life, I had energy in my life. Like we had ghosts, we had spirits, energy, whatever you want to call it. My houses, like from the time I was like four years old, until I was in my early 20s, my, the, every house that I lived in had some kind of energy moving around in it, whether it was footsteps going up and down hallways, whether it was scents and smells that would you know, pop, pop up and, and you know, like you'd see a smell that's not in the house, you just walk right through it. And it was you know, all these very interesting things that I didn't have any idea how to make heads or tails of, I had no foundation for it. We just had like my parents gave us some very interesting rituals, like when it got kind of scary to you know burn a blue candle and that would make them go away, and that seemed to work for us. And I, that's how I got that's how I got through. But that's my you know as as my sense of of self and and understanding what was going on around me. I had none. I had no foundation, but I had all this stuff. I had I was very alert and aware of energy, but I didn't know how to I didn't know how to work with it at all. I just, I could sense it. I could, you know, sometimes goosebumps on the back of my neck when you'd walk into a room and you feel like there's, you know, something else in there. There's, there's things like that, but I never had any any explanation for what or why. And as I got older, as I went through the rest of life, you know, these, these questions would pop up, but there's never any foundation for it. My dad at one point in time told me when I was like maybe, maybe 13, maybe even younger than that, that he remembered dying in a previous life he remembered going down in World War II in a plane wow. over the ocean. And that's how he had died in his previous life. I had nothing like that. I tried and tried and tried to remember something from a previous life and just nothing. So I didn't have, I, again, I've got this one story, uh, this idea of reincarnation, but no foundation for it because I had no understanding for, my, for myself. So as I went through further into life, like that thing, that story is in the back of my head, but still nothing. I didn't know how to, how to make sense of it. So as I go further and further, and I get to the point where I'm mature enough to have a conversation with my dad about spirituality and about trying to understand more about what he knows about it. And what, you know, since he had this, this memory for himself, what else does he understand? 
Well, by the time I got mature enough, he'd already died. Mm -hmm. It was like I, I missed my opportunity to have the conversation with him. Um, and that's when things really took off for me. So he died when I was 36. Um, and when he, when he passed away, I started having just tons of questions, trying to understand, like, try to just make more sense of what the hell are we doing here? What is my sense? Of, what is my purpose? Like, what was, am I supposed to be doing something? Is there a, is there an actual purpose to life or is this just all by happenstance? Is this just a big freaking mistake? Is it just like, is it coincidence? Is it the big bang? And we're just, I didn't know. I was, and I had, I wanted to know if there was purpose. I wanted to know if I was supposed to be doing something, if I was supposed to be accomplishing something. And I had absolutely no idea. So that was like, when after my dad passed away, that really started my, my hunt for, understanding myself understanding you know if that meant spirituality i wanted to i wanted to understand the bigger picture you know if there's purpose and i you know it's like i've had all these interesting little things that have happened in life that i can look back to now and see purpose on but at the time i never saw purpose so i lived in an autopilot where i just thought things were happening and i was reacting to whatever was happening and i just thought it was happening it was it was all happening to me you know it was okay. just like you know i didn't have any control over it so as i try to understand more of what do i do I and don't I have control over what should I and should I be should I not be doing? That's when I started to like really look for answers. And I ran into Paul Stamets in 2017, and I listened to him talk about mushrooms. And I'd never to that to that point in time, I all, all I'd ever tried to do was smoke weed. I'd never tried anything else. Um, and I listened to him for he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I listened to him for probably three hours talk about mushrooms and their benefits and what they can do for you, microdosing, macrodosing. And I didn't have any circles where I could find this stuff and I was super interested in it. I wanted to know what it could do for me. And uh, for two years, I researched it. I, I wanted to know if the propaganda I was told was, was real. I wanted to know if, you know, it really was bad for you like I was told in school. And it's like every time, everywhere that I looked where people were talking about what, they, what their experiences were, they were, they, they were largely good experiences and they largely got good stuff out of them. And it was like, I, I still, Two years passed by and I still couldn't find him anywhere. And finally, it was uh, it was my forty third birthday, which was coming up on it's a little over four years ago now. Um, that was the first time that I tried mushrooms, and five months later was the first time that I tried ayahuasca. And between those two things, um, I had just a complete eruption of understanding what was going on or trying to understand what was going on. The first time that I went and did ayahuasca, I was talking to one of the guys that, uh, he's kind of like a facilitator. He helps when, he, when they serve the medicine, he'll go around and give you, uh, he'll give water, and if you're having a hard time, he'll sit with you, stuff like that. And I was, this was my first time doing ayahuasca. So before the ceremony, um, it was really rainy, and we were in Ukiah, California, way up on top of a mountain. And it was <clears throat> really stormy, and people were coming up this super steep driveway. So he asked me to go down to the bottom of the driveway and wait with him to help people if they got stuck or anything like that to help them come up. And we ended up sitting down there for like 45 minutes, and you know, there was nobody had come up, and we were just kind of sitting out there in the rain. And we started discussing what was going on in the world. Like, I asked him, I said, Is this one and done? I said, My dad talked about reincarnation, um, but I don't have any experience with it, I don't understand it. And I'm like, You know what? I go, I just want to understand from this, from ayahuasca, I want to understand what's going on. And he's, he asked me, you know, what my beliefs were. And I told him, you know, I just, I didn't have any, I was agnostic. I, I just didn't know. I didn't believe in a lot of, you know, the Bible didn't speak loudly to me. Um, I find good in it, but I don't feel like that's the, there's all the answers in there. Um, I felt like there's something bigger than me. I didn't know if it was God, if it was Jesus. I don't know what to call it, but I felt like there's something, but I just didn't have any answers. 
And after that, uh, that, that conversation, he shared with me a bunch of stuff about his, his personal journey, his, his wife that had passed away. And it was, you know, very deeply moving to me and is, is a, an amazing connection to me. After that conversation though, and after I did ayahuasca that weekend, he got my address and uh, like three weeks after I'd done the, the medicine for the first time, he sent me a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. And it took me about two or three months before I picked the book up. And once I did, I couldn't put it down. It was like, it was, it spoke to me in so many ways. It, it helped me understand that all the energies and stuff that I had in my life, all of the, the ghosts, the, the spirits, whatever you want to call them, it made it make sense for me. I had a, now it was giving me foundation. So reincarnation, these things, sometimes they get stuck, I guess. And it's like all the, the, it just, it made things make sense. So I went, oh man, I can really lean into this. And there's so much more that I also had, like my personal experiences with, but I didn't have any answers for. And this, this book covered those things. So that book started, that changed my life. That made me, then I, I started going, okay, there's something more. We're not just doing this one time and we have to get it perfect. Like we have, we can, we're people, we make mistakes, we make mistakes all the time. It's like, okay, so there's like some forgiveness in it and I can start navigating. And that's, that was like that book, that experience, that first time doing ayahuasca, that really opened up my, my spiritual awakening, that sense of self and my spirituality, which was sense of, you know, the metaphysical side of things and understanding that there's a way bigger picture than I understood here. And that it's, it's profound in so many ways and it's, it's touched me in so many ways. Um, and we'll get into, I'll get into some of those stories. I don't want to go off into too much of a tangent into any different directions, but, um, <clears throat> After, I like the flow you've been on, though. I like the flow you've been on about your journey. It's just flowing right in. Like, all the questions I want to ask you, you're kind of just flowing through them anyway, so it's perfect. Well, in so finding, finding purpose to what I'm supposed to be doing was the next most important thing to me after I'd done, mm -hmm. after I'd done my first ayahuasca experience and I'd done mushrooms a handful of times at this point. So when I went back in July of 2020, mm -hmm. it was the most profound experience, I think to date. I've done it 26 times. Every time has been its own individual unique experience. But when I went up on this next set of, of uh, ceremonies in July of 2020, completely changed my life. Um, we, when I had taken the medicine, it's on my, this is my sixth ceremony, so you do three ceremonies per, per weekend. Three, so I did my first three ceremonies in uh, December of 2019, and then my next three ceremonies were in July of 2020. Mm -hmm. And on the sixth, my third night of my that second weekend, so it'd be my sixth ceremony, um, I actually got to like talk to the medicine. She actually talked to me, and I was I was sitting outside, and she asked me. She says, "What do you want to know?" And I said, "I want to know my soul," because I'd read that that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and it talks about your soul and the many journeys it goes on. And so I was very, I was. I wanted to know more about that. What does what my soul know? So she's in, and she Best said, "Intention ever." Oh yeah, it was it was amazing. I still get goosebumps yeah. when I when I talk about it. Um, so she she said, "Go get more medicine." After I said, "I want to I want to know my soul," she said, "Go get more medicine." So I went inside and I, I got some more ayahuasca. And about a half hour after that, um, I had one of the most unique and amazing experiences. Like my, I felt like my entire brain just I could feel the whole thing turn on. My, my body just, it, it got, it vibrated with just energy. And <clears throat> I thought I was gonna have to close my eyes for this experience because I was like, I, you know, 
I hadn't had a lot of a lot of like much psychedelic experience with ayahuasca, even through my six ceremonies. The first three were no no real psychedelic experience, just a lot of getting sick. Mm -hmm. The next three were, were building up. One night was a little bit, the next night was a little more. Well, this this third night, or this sorry, the sixth sixth night for me now. Um the medicine was was so much stronger than I'd ever felt before. And so when I when I went in and I told the, the you know when he gave my medicine and uh, whatever shot he gave me, it was stronger than what would be normal because I told him, you know, I was going to meet my soul apparently. And so he sent me out, you know, gave me the shot and he sent me outside. And I said I was going to, you know, I'm ready to close my eyes. And she goes, you don't, you know, the mother, mother Aya says, you don't have to close your eyes for this. I was like, what? And she, my soul, I, I, I couldn't see it. There's no visual to it. But my soul just like came out of me and went into the other room, circled around and like everybody... And I, I've never met these people. Like this is my sixth time journeying, but this group of people this on this weekend, I've never met any of these people. My soul went into the other room and it circles the room and everybody's soul is like DJ. And I'm like, and I'm in a different room, like watching this, you know, visualizing this whole thing going on. And I'm like, everybody knows me. Like everybody knows me. And I was like, wow, wow. this is, this is intense. And then my soul, like comes back into the, to the room with me. And it says, it says this to me, it says, We've all been here before. We've all done it all before. We all know all of the answers. We just don't know how to access them. And I was like, we all know everything. And that was, that was, I was just like mind blowing. And then it, then he says to me, he says, you're powerful and you have to help people. And that, those, those two things, those were like the highlight of the night. This, this, I, I, I hung out with my soul for three hours. Again, there's, there's, so many stories that come out of that. But the main thing out of this for the, for the purpose of this one is that's what gave me purpose. It was like, you're powerful and you have to help people. And I didn't know what that meant. I don't feel powerful. I didn't feel powerful. I didn't, you know, to that point in life, I've been in uh, manufacturing management. Um, I would say my employees like me. I'd say I was a good boss. I was a good, good manager, but I wasn't helping a lot of people. Like sometimes they'd come to me with problems and sometimes I'd help. But for the most part, I was just, you know, it was production. It was numbers. It was, you know, do better the next month than you did the month before. And it didn't have much to do with interpersonal stuff at all. Like it was very little of that. And so that changed my, that changed my path. You know, I, I, I completely, um, that happened in July. The next month I, I moved to a new state. I stopped I got out of manufacturing altogether, which I'd been in, I'd been manufacturing management for 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I was on a journey to figure out how do I help people? Like, how do I, what do I do to help people? And out of that came, you know, in one of my other journeys doing, um, it was, I would say, about a year and a half, year, year later, um, I got a message to, like, what, what I should be doing is I should do a podcast. And I went, okay. I didn't know what to do a podcast about, but I bought all the equipment. That was in uh, that was in like late 2020. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was in September of 2020, so July. So that only that was actually only four months after my after I had met my soul. Um, I get the message to go to do a podcast. Well, I bought the equipment, but I had no idea to do a podcast about. It. I was like, do I do a podcast about ayahuasca? Like, there's only so many things you can talk about. And I just so uh, I I bought the podcast equipment. I put it all away. And went on to something else, and then a few years later, now you and I meet, and we start we start talking about doing this together. And it was like, oh, maybe this is why I bought the podcast stuff three years ago. I was just a little early to the party. Um, so that's that's, so that's that's what's changed my like. That's that's the whole trajectory is a culmination of that six time I did ayahuasca, where my soul said, "You're powerful, and you have to help people." So I'm just trying to figure out what does that mean. 
little bit of this. You know, there's, uh, I, I hope that, that I can give some of the insights that I get and I hope it can help some people. Um, and I also hope that like this brings perspective. Like I think other people have other ideas that I haven't considered yet. And I like to hear, I like to hear those ideas mm -hmm. too. And we're super open-minded and it's the, uh, yeah. it's part of what we do is it's not just to, you know, say that we know, we don't know anything. We just, we think we have answers. We have answers that we know help us. We know that like it, our journeys have since, since, I've started doing ayahuasca and I've had sense of myself and it's in my spiritual awakening, my spirituality, figure out who I am, the loving being that I am, who I want to be and applying those things have turned me like it's changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask you going back just a little bit, like, you know, um, I've experienced you um, channeling for me um, when I've had some personal issues that were really pretty deep for me. And I was almost in crisis, basically. And um, DJ happened to be able to help me um, with some soul intervention work um, exactly when I needed it, which is how I came to know DJ as doing this kind of um, energy work and channeling and um, kind of spiritual coaching. It just kinds of it, it kind of just happens for you. It feels like, but. Um, this is what you're supposed to be doing, but um, you really, really, really helped me. And so what I want to ask is like, you know, through your experiences and you're kind of becoming reawakened through those psychedelic experiences, um, at what point did you notice that you were channeling or know that you were channeling or where did that, so did that come about? I, the first time that I channeled was, I was doing ayahuasca. And we, I think this is like, this is like my, my 10th or 12th journey or something like that. And there is a, a lady that had shown up to the ceremony. So we, every time my ceremony I do, I'll do a, a three nights. So this lady had shown up on for the Sunday night ceremony. She was supposed to be there for Friday night and Saturday night, but her mother had gotten sick and ended up passing away mm -hmm. on Saturday night. And so she came up to do the ceremony on Sunday right after her mother had passed away. And wow. we shared, like I'd, I'd never met, I'd never met her before, or her, her uh, companion that she was traveling with. I'd never met them before. We shared a half hour story in the, in the kitchen um, three or four hours before we journeyed that night. And I, you know, I felt, you know, deeply touched by his story and, you know, the fact that his mom had just passed away and, you know, it was, it was a, a fairly long drawn out process. You know, she had Alzheimer's and you know, there's a lot going on. It was like an eight or 10 year process of, of her caretaking for her mother. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that night when we were doing ayahuasca, um, in, I, I want to say about two or three hours in, I had this overwhelming urge to go. I, I just wanted to go sit and I, I wanted to have a moment of silence with this lady and just share my, share my energy with her, I guess. I, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a better understanding. I just, that's, that's what, this is the only message that's coming through my head over and over. And I'm like, oh, and you know, we're journeying, we're, we're all, we're all in our own space. And it's like, it's, it's kind of, you know, customarily you don't go, just go tap people and go, can, can we come outside and talk? But I mean, our, so I reluctantly went over and I, and I asked, I asked her, I said, um, I said, I have, I have this, I said, I, I really would like to take the, go outside with you and, and just take a moment of silence and just think about your mom and just, you know, send her some good energy. And, and she said, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's go out to the fire right now. So, okay. So when we went out there, <clears throat> that's where I just, I sat and I, and I 
I touched her leg and I was just, I closed my eyes and I start hearing in my head over and over and over again. And this went on for like 30 seconds. Tell her how much I love her. Tell her how much I love her. Tell her how much I love her. And I'm like, am I? I said, <laughs> I go, your mom wants me to tell you how much she loves you, how proud she is of you. And, and that she feels so much better now and she's, she is okay. And like her, her body, she doesn't hurt. And she just, she appreciates so much of what was given. And the lady was, she looked over at me and she goes, you have no idea like how spot on you are. And I, 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 I didn't, I had no idea what I was saying. I just, I, I just had this urge to say this thing. It was just a thought that was coming through my head over and over. Um, <clears throat> the next day I found out that this, this, uh, this lady had transitioned she was actually had started out a, a, a male and a transition a female. And that was part of, you know, and she was, she was probably in her uh, late sixties and going like made this decision a handful of years, four or five years, six years earlier, something like that to go through this transition. And the mother was, you know, going through the Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that. And was, you know, it was, it was very difficult decision wow. to make and go forward with through the family. And so mom wanted her, wanted, her to know that she was proud of her for making those decisions and it was wow. like it was very emotional for me and I because I the next morning I got ready I was like wow that was that was so that touched me and that was so that's the first time that I channeled that was the first time I didn't know that was a thing that I that I would be able to do on any kind of consistency mm -hmm. so it, it started out like that the next time I was able to like communicate I was doing mushrooms um the next time I was able to communicate was you know the end this it was probably like nine months did ayahuasca the next time something happened like that it was like nine months later and then the next time it happened it was like another month later and i did it when i was there was no psychedelic it was just weed and i and i was communicating and going whoa this is really and then then it started then i was like can i just do this any and then i, I can i can do it with or without weed um weed connects me it makes a, the connection stronger so it makes it to where i can i can i can hear it better um but yeah that's so that's that was that was the process for it and you know as i didn't know that you know, it took a while before I realized it was something I could do. I didn't, I never tried to like go dig back into it again or try to talk again. Um, it just kind of happened naturally where it was, you know, at least that I would get, I'd start hearing something, I'd start talking and then we'd have these like, conversations and it was, it was yeah. pretty, pretty intense, pretty deep stuff that was, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some, some really interesting, interesting ones. One, the first time that I, that I channeled when I was on weed, Mm -hmm. I actually channeled, I got, I got to talk to my grandmother mm -hmm. and there was a, so when she passed away, she was, a, she was 94 years old. Mm -hmm. She'd gone through a series of strokes and she was debilitated, like to the, but she couldn't do anything for herself. Mm -hmm. she, my mom, my mom was a caretaker for a 24, 24 seven for like a year and a half, had to help her off of the bed to go to the, to the bathroom, had to put her back on. It was just, it was really a really hard last 18 months of her life. Well, the last handful of days, I was actually on vacation with a friend of mine and I was, you know, like I call it vacation, but I was, I was laid off. It was in 2010 and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't working from all the recession stuff. So I was, I was on my buddy's vacation with him and I didn't have money to come back up. Well, my grandma had some strokes and another set of strokes and it was like, she was going to, she was going to pass away. She was completely, she couldn't talk. She, she was paralyzed. And my mom's like, you gotta, you gotta get back up here. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't have a way. So I was, and I was like nine hours away by car um we didn't have the money for the plane ticket so I was, I was gonna have to wait three days so i ended up waiting the three days well the second day 
of that, my grandma was sent home and hospice was supposed to meet, meet her at the house to give her pain medicine because she was, she had extreme pain from, from whatever happened with the strokes and the nerves and stuff like that. Well, hospice, there was a, there was a, there was some kind of a, a mix up with hospice and they didn't show up to the house. And my grandma had to sit there for 24 hours at her house with no pain medicine at all. And if you just touched her skin, she was, you know, she was paralyzed and she couldn't talk, but she was screaming under and just touching her skin. It was so painful for her. And so this went on for the 24 hours. And then the next day she, she pulls the hospice gets out there. They get, they get her taken care of. And then the next day I'm back home and six hours after I got home, she passed away. And I was like, you know, we, that this, this is 10 years before I have, you know, actually this is like 13 years ago. So I have, I'm not even on my spiritual journey yet. I haven't, like, I don't know anything about channeling. This is just, I'm going through, I'm just watching somebody that I love dearly pass away. And uh, <clears throat> I had so much guilt from that, staying down where I was at, staying on that, you know, that quote unquote vacation for those three extra days and not going home. Because I felt like if I would have gone home, you know, she's six hours after I got there, she died. So I felt like if I would have gone home immediately that she could have just passed away and she could have maybe forgone all that, that extra pain. She could have just let go because I felt like she was waiting, waiting for me to say goodbye. And um, so when I got to channel, so now we fast forward to the first time I'm, I'm smoking weed and, I, and I'm channeling and I get to talk to my grandmother and I just teared up and I said, I'm so sorry for making you go through that. And she said, she said, that was, all, that was all for purpose. I had to go through all of that. She just thought that had nothing to do with you. She goes, I had to, I had to go through that. And I went, why? And <laughs> she told me that in, an, in a previous life that she had, she had pushed somebody into a well very late in her life. And that person sat down at the bottom of a well and they, they sat there. It was, it was like a 24-hour expiration. And it was excruciating for them. And this was like at the end of her life, she was paying back this tremendous pain and it was a, a tremendous pain. But she said, that's what she told me that she had to go through it. And it was like, oh. holy shit. That's yeah. it. It's like purpose, man. This everything is like, I'm getting goosebumps again, but it's like, does everything have like everything that we go through? Do our pains, do they, are they related to something else always? Like what it's, and I'm all, and these are the answers. It's like, I channel a lot now and I find that a lot of it, you know, that's been my, that's been my experience is when I, when I channel for people, a lot of, a lot of the pain they go through, a lot of what they're dealing with, it's related to past stuff. It's not karma from this life. It's like karma from past life stuff is what I, what I find. I find it fascinating. And I also find it scary because I've gone through some, you know, I've had my, my fair share of trials and tribulations. And when I, when I ask questions about myself and I get some of the answers, like, they're, they're overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. I notice when you talk about um, these stories, you know, when you're channeling and you and I have talked about stories where people were in a lot of pain in their past life or you're seeing that, you always get really emotional. What, what, what feels like is happening for you at, at, at that time when you're seeing those painful stories? Like you're just feeling the emotions, you're feeling I know you're not maybe necessarily feeling the physical pain, but no, what I, I, I sense <laughs> that you have such a deep connection to that experience that that person had. Like, well, I've always been an empath, and that's mm -hmm. that's that's part of problem, part of this solution. I don't know. It's it it, it helps, and it also like sometimes it's, it's, it makes it hard. And um, yeah, I, I what do I feel like I like I feel almost immersive when I'm talking, if, uh, if I'm getting a message that's, that, that's, that I feel the, I just feel the emotion, feel the emotion behind it, connected to it. And it's not, 
you know, sometimes I'll, I'll cry through it. And it's like I'm feeling whatever they're like, whatever I'm, I'm pulling through in the energy, whatever channeling through. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. And then once I'm done with it, you know, I, yeah. I go, I have my own like rituals for getting, you know, being done with energy and yeah. moving it off when I'm when I'm done with these things, so it doesn't like stick. But, um, you know, I have had it just, times where I didn't do that before I knew any better. Um, where yeah, they, like that shit would stick with me sometimes. And it was like, man, it's I, I feel. You're releasing too. Yeah, so you got to oh. go through it through a release that yeah. goes through it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's channeling the energy. The energy is coming through me, like it's going through. So it's, I've got to, you know, you got to learn to to displace it and like the Reiki and stuff like that. That I've I've learned a few things here and there. Um, but yeah, that's that's like the, the emotion behind it is is just I'm I'm an empath and I feel like that that emotion comes through and you know I I'm not good at when it's coming through I can't just I can't turn it off I just you know, so I just said uh, we we gotta work through it but um yeah. it always to me makes your um your channeling feel so genuine like when I'm experiencing um, us discussing an issue or something and you start channeling for me or for us or, or another story maybe. And I connect to that emotion behind it through you. It always feels so, it just feels so real and so genuine. And that's just something I wanted to say that it makes me feel like it's truly, truly genuine. Well, it took me, you know, it, it took me a while before I was, I was willing to like admit outside of my very tight circle that this was something that I could do um, because I wasn't sure that I believed it myself because it's not... I don't hear, you know, when I channel, I don't hear somebody else's voice. It comes through as my, you know, it sounds like my thoughts. So I have to clear, you know, you have to clear yourself and then then just be a channel, listen, and see what comes through. And so you're not like putting, projecting your own, your own thoughts and your own projections into whatever's coming through. And that's so far, you know, knock on wood, that's been one of the things that I do really well is I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I've gotten good at not bringing my... You know, there's a couple times very early on where I, where I saw spots where I was like, well, that wasn't, you know, that didn't end up being true. And it was like, oh, that was my, like, it was my belief system versus what was coming through. It was like, I was, I was twisting the other energy. So it comes through as a thought. It's like, it's, it's energy. And it's, I don't even think the energy is not even the same language. Like when we all, like when we're, we have our own versions of, of sounds and whatever we use and energy, you know, it's energy is, I think, I think it's a technology. I think it's like a real technology that comes through. So I, I don't think it's like anything that's super magic. I think it's just a lost technology or a technology that we just don't understand. We have like these interesting receptors built into our brains. We have our pineal gland. We have, you know, we are like computer systems and we, we have the ability to, you know, we have like antennas built into us, like with, you know, the pineal gland and stuff like that, where, you know, it actually sends and receives signals. So there's we can all receive energy. We can all listen for energy. It's just, it's a matter of understanding ego and being able to calm that and get into a space where it can, where it can shut up and listen and not talk over it. And that's, that's, you know, the dance is making sure it doesn't talk over it. And that's why the weed is so good for me or so good for the channeling because the weed knocks the ego down and just lets it go, just sit in the background and just listen and be a vessel because I'm, is, is, as cool as, as the channeling thing is, it's like, I don't see any of that. I don't have any of this information. I have to I have to sit down and, you know, there's a process for it. It's not like, it's not like I'm some kind of all knowing. I don't know shit. I, I know what I know. But when I can channel, I can talk to your guides. And it's like, that's, that's they know. And it's like, so it's. That's what I love about I, you too, is that you say, I don't know shit. And you observe yourself channeling to make sure that it's authentic. Or you're, you know, you're almost like you're studying it as it's happening to you. I love that about you. Well, that's my, that's part of the, like the ego. And I've done so much work and so much, put so much thought into my own ego and what it, you know, what it represents and how autopiloted it was and how, you know, it, it was, it, 
my ego felt like it was mm -hmm. deserving and should have all of the things it wants and it it, it has put in all this work and it had, you know, it's, it's very full of itself, like very full of itself. And I had to like calm myself and step back and go, you you know, because you manage people doesn't make you better than the people you manage. You're just like, you, you are just somebody that's facilitating organizing. And it was like, for the longest time in my head, I thought I was somehow better. I thought I was, I, I was a step above. And it's like, it took me a while before, you know, it was like very ego driven because I got, I got into the management at a young age where I was managing a large group of people like, in my early 20s, like 24 years old, I had like 70 reports. And that was, that really drove my ego into a spot where I felt like I, I got all these people that report to me, they have to ask me for permission, they have to do, you know, they do what I say. And it was like, from 24 to like 32, 33, I was, I was impossible to work with. I was an absolute asshole. It was like my way or the highway kicking stuff. And it was very ego driven. And I had to like, it took me a while. And when I went through this awakening, it was like sense of self, like who the fuck are you? Like what? This yeah. guy, like you wouldn't recognize me today. Like the guy, you know, five years ago, I was a different person. Five years before that, I was even more of a different person. But this, the person that I am now is night and day to who I was. Like I, I was very ego driven. So I pay a lot of attention to, to my ego. And um, I try to be the first one to, to not be ego driven. Like I, I, I want to just, I just am. Like I can be a channel, that's great. But I don't, I don't know anything. You know, at one point as he was helping me through a crisis, I really saw who he was. And I really saw that he needed to do this. And he's like, that's funny. I've been wanting to do this. But on with that, um, we, you know, he was really noticing and I was noticing too that this was happening a lot for you. This was happening a lot for me too. This was happening a lot for you where people would just, you would be out and about and you would end up in these conversations really quickly with people. They would be attracted to kind of talking to you and really getting really deep with you and even telling you very, very personal stuff really fast. And that was happening more and more. And you were, it seemed like from what I've heard and from what I've known personally as well, you're always able to offer um, some beautiful um, messages, guidance, thoughts you know you talk a lot about how you think and just how you're looking at things and so um just when did you notice that's starting to happen more and more where you know you're just this is coming to you if that is if there is that at all well i guess about i'd say like five probably four years ago it was well nothing yeah nothing like this was happening i wasn't having these types of conversations with people yeah. um and i definitely and i felt lost myself I didn't I when I had people at work when I was you know I was managing a lot of people sometimes they would come to me with their problems their personal problems and I was just like I don't know what to tell you man like you you know you've got you're you're giving me all of this stuff and I go I don't have the tools for it and I never did have the tools for it like I wasn't I, I what it, the tools that I found were all through psychedelics they were all like my own awakening and looking around at me and it, as you wait as I woke up and I looked around at me at what was going on people's behaviors and auto and autopilot and ego and those are the three things that add, like stuck out the most is you know it's, there's so many people that do things on a complete autopilot without recognizing that it might be an irrational choice it might you know road rage is one of those things that that stands out a lot yeah because people take road rage so personally because you know it's it's like it's it's dangerous like you could get you could get killed if if somebody runs into you but most of the time when that somebody is running, you know, the, the somebody that, that starts the road rage off that accidentally cuts somebody off, it's an accident. 
not like almost every time it's an accident. They didn't go, so-and-so is over there. Let me credit. Let me try to wreck into them. <laughs> right. It's like, they're, they're not trying to wreck themselves most of the time. Right. You know, like 99% of the time. And then the guy that they, you know, whoever the, the, the get, almost gets cut off that, get, you know, starts the chase. It's like, if you just had, if we just had their perspective to step back and go, this is like, they're not out to get me. Nobody is really out to get you. I, I feel like most of all of my interactions personally are good. I don't have, I don't have bad interactions. I, I put good energy out. I get good energy back. Um, I feel like, you know, if you take it online, that's a different story. Like that's online. It doesn't matter what you put out there. You're going to, you're going to get some shit back, but, but that's not where I live. Like I, you know, the, the real, the, the reality is the real interactions are, they're good interactions and people are not, they're typically doing the best they can for themselves and they're not trying to do bad by you. You just get caught up in it and it's, it's how you get caught up in it. And that's, you know, that's responsibility that you let yourself get caught up in somebody else being to make it, being able to make a decision for themselves that affected you. And it's understanding for me is coming to understand that people are doing the best they can for themselves and they're not out to get you, but sometimes the decisions they make will affect you. And in taking myself, you know, trying to pull myself back, but understanding that they are just doing the best for themselves and they're doing it based on what they learn from other people, from their parents, the, you know, whoever the, the seven people you hang out with the most or some variation of them. It's like, you know, you, you have to, we all could take a step back and have some empathy towards where they might've learned and understand that they might've learned in a different way than we did. This is the way we see it. We should. This is how we should interact with that with that particular situation. But they learn from somebody different, and they they see the situation a little bit differently than you do. And just having that empathy, having that perspective, that allows you to step back and realize that people are okay. Let's just watch them, and that's what I can observe. Instead of getting like emotionally attached to what's going on, I can step back and observe it and go, "Oh, look at the autopilot. Look, they're not even thinking about the the." actions or the consequences to the actions or any of the things that go along with it they're just kind of they're just acting out acting the way they think they should they sh they're entitled to for whatever reasons and i find that interesting but that's what helps me like ground myself a little bit and brings me back to you know having having perspective and being able to give people you know when we do have these conversations be able to give them a little nugget here and there because a lot of times that's that's like one of the easiest ones to give somebody is they're on their own journey not trying to affect you they just like you guys you guys are you guys allow each other to affect each other and it's like but everybody has free will and they will do what's best for themselves like for whatever reason we are programmed to look out for ourselves first almost doesn't matter what's going on if it's, you get into that fight or flight mode you were looking out for yourself first and other people kind of they're they're you know they're after the fact and some of us have an ability to, to look out for other people first but most of us we're always if the shit's hitting the fan we're looking out for ourselves first right so it's right. just understand that's what that's what people are doing so yeah those, those are little nuggets and you know the the belief is nine tenths of your reality that's one of my favorite ones and yeah I, I just i picked up some nuggets we along should the always way. keep remembering that the belief is nine tenths of your reality that's one i i like when you always bring that up and remind us that's a big one when i keep being reminded um so wow so um I'm tuning into where we're at now and um, I feel like we, we, we deep dive, we deep dove in pretty well um, to get a sense of your journey and who you are and why we're here, why we're listening to each other, why we're listening to DJ, but Mostly why we wanted to, to build <laughs> listening to Dana. Listening, I love listening to DJ, but why? why he had is I love you. Um, Thank you. And you're so cute right now. And 
you know, we're bringing this to our community is really what we wanted to do. And my whole point of saying we noticed that people want to have these conversations with us is because it's really what's happening. You know, people call me and, and maybe this is happening with you guys too, where you're finding like, you know, you're getting a lot of phone calls and people are, you know, wanting to talk to you about these types of things. They want to talk to you about energy. They want to talk to you about karmic relationships or karma. They want to talk to you maybe a little bit about astrology or they're really in a crisis and, or they really need help that, you know, they're just not really finding immediately. And, and we seem to be amongst a community where we're able to pull on these resources and, and be able to help in some way. Um, and so, so. Well, at, least, at least we want to help in some way. I mean, the, you know, it, the thing is about help is it's, it's the, the journey for each one of us is internal. It's, it's it, the belief is nine tenths of your reality. That's the reality. That's what we live in. The other one tenth is what we can agree on. You can see walls and you can see windows and buildings and that stuff. We, it's, it's this, the objective stuff we can agree on that everything inside of that is subjective. What's happening for you. And it doesn't matter if, if you're not, it doesn't matter what I have to say, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether you believe it, whether you, if it's, if you're ready to hear it and you're in a spot where you can reflect on yourself and listen and, and start looking internal, then you're in a spot where you're ready to, to, you know, wake up for yourself and start your, your journey or get into that, get further into that process. But if you're not, it doesn't, none of this stuff matters. Like it's not, it's, no. it's going to sound like bullshit and you'll think it's yeah. bullshit. It's, yeah. that, that's okay. It's, yeah. we're, not, we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. No. We're, we're, we want to share the ideas that we've come up with. Yeah. And, and just if stating, they do, yeah, stating the reality. Yeah, if they help, they help. If, if you know, if they don't, then obviously you're not going to listen. So it's not going to matter. <laughs> um, you know, and throughout the episodes, we'll hope to have people in with us that we want to interview, like some really incredible people, and have them share their experiences with all of us in the community, and also have anyone who's watching write in or ask questions or bring up topics or whoever feels called to share into the discussion with us that's what we that's what i my intention is and sure right, that's what I'm... yeah share your beliefs with us we're i mean we're, we have we have our own set of beliefs we've talked a little bit about reincarnation and you know there's well we can dig although i, I have a very solid foundation for what i believe is going on now and i'm more than happy to share that but i'd, I'd love to hear other other ideas and other uh other uh, perspectives on what what you guys think might think of, think might be going on. So yeah. uh, I'm looking right. forward to, to to getting further down this uh, this path of observing consciousness and keeping this baby rolling. Me too. It's really fun. So is there is there anything else we want to close with? Any other? No, I think that's a wrap. Okay, that's a wrap for today. Well, thank everybody who watched some of this or a little of it or took some time with us today all our friends and our family who will probably take a little bit of time with us today and um if you wish to share your journey with us we hope to hear from you soon and we'll be um, putting out ways to get in touch with us and things like that so um, everybody have a beautiful beautiful wherever you're at in your day I love you, DJ. Thank you namaste. for that beautiful namaste, that beautiful download. And thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your journey. And that's why we share our journeys and stories is, is I feel like um, people can see themselves through those stories and, and, and um, 
it makes the path a little easier sometimes or it seems like a little bit of medicine it gives some relief when we share these stories and we can find insight with each other and connection with each other and love with each other so thank you thank you thank you